Do you hate listening to the same 10 songs over and over during long car drives? Do you have an itching to escape your mundane job without actually leaving your job? Or do you wish you could read a good book, but you just don't have the time? Hello my friends, I'm Daniel with the Temple of Geek, and I'm here to tell you that I have a solution for your book reading needs. That solution is Audible. Yes my friends, Audible is here to save you on those long car trips and boring work days with over 180,000 titles for you to choose from. Today, you, the listeners of Temple of Geek Podcast, get an even sweeter deal. By heading over to audible.com forward slash podcast, you can sign up for a free 30-day trial on us. You can start downloading a book today on your Android, iPhone, Kindle, or MP3 player. So what are you waiting for? Head over to audible.com forward slash podcast and get your free 30-day trial started today. Enjoy the show. Beaming at you from the depths of the internet. This is the Temple of Geek Talkcast. Your one stop for all things geek. All things geek. Welcome to another episode of the Temple of Geek Talkcast. I'm your host, Daniel, and this week I'm flying solo due to the Easter holidays. But we had a lot to cover, so let's go ahead and get this thing started. Uh, Star Wars Celebration kicked off this weekend, and what a better topic to talk about for Easter than Star Wars. You know, we have the parallels from Anakin Skywalker being kind of like the Messiah character who was not necessarily died for our sins and came back, but he did die and he did come back as Vader and he did save the galaxy from Emperor Palpatine. So, <laughs> Continue. Just, just moving on from that. Uh, bad, bad joke. Bad joke aside. Um, Star Wars Celebration kicked off this. I think it was Thursday, um, and they kicked off the the uh, the entire celebration with a tribute to Carrie Fisher. Um, Kathleen Kennedy came out on stage, and um, she. She and George Lucas, which, by the way, George Lucas came to a Star Wars celebration. Freaking amazing. I wish I could have been there this year. But they both came out on stage, and they gave this this heartfelt tribute to uh, Carrie Fisher, the late late and great Carrie Fisher. Um, during that uh, tribute, uh, they brought out Carrie Fisher's daughter, Billy Lord. And, you know, Billy Lord basically just just killed the stage with this tribute to her mother it was it was a heartfelt tribute kind of sad made you made you tear up a little bit um there was one thing in the tribute though that she did that um that was really cool you know uh carrie fisher basically was known for being able to she memorized and still remembered her lines from a new hope 77 and one of the things that, you know, and if you watch the tribute video, you'll see that they actually show her always talking or, you know, show her from different sections of the, of the, uh, her life, basically quoting the, uh, help me Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, speech. And, uh, so Billy Lord comes out on stage and after her tribute, she talks about three things that every mother should, should, uh, teach teach their daughters and one of the things is this tribute so i'm gonna go ahead and play this audio clip real fast and let you hear it general kenobi <laughs> years ago you served my father before <laughs> now he begs you to help him in his struggle against the empire 
I regret that I am unable to present my father's request to you in person, but my ship has fallen under attack, and I'm afraid my mission to bring you to Alderaan has failed. I have placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. My father will know how to retrieve it. You must see this droid safely delivered to him on Alderaan. This is our most desperate hour. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. I don't know. I just thought that was really awesome. Um, after Billy Lord left the stage, uh, they brought out John Williams, which, my God, if I could have went to Star Wars Celebration this year, I, I would have been in hog heaven. I mean, John Williams and George Lucas are the last two people I really want to meet. Um, but they brought John Williams out on stage, and uh, he played the uh, Leia theme in honor of Carrie Fisher. And then afterwards they went into a full on kind of concert where they pl started to play the star Wars main theme. And then they transitioned over into the, uh, the Imperial March, which I thought it was cool. Fans there probably were in hog heaven seeing the, you know, John Williams there in concert. Uh, I just, yeah, that was, that was pretty awesome. Um, so after that cleared the stage, Wark Davis came out, and then they started the 40th anniversary panel. And the panel brought out George Lucas, and they kind of just started talking about how how he kind of came up with the concept of Star Wars and how it kind of came to fruition. Uh, during this panel, you know, they brought out many people. They brought out Dave Filoni. Um, they brought out... A uh, couple people were on the video screen. Uh, one such person that they brought out was uh, Liam Neeson, and he couldn't he couldn't make the panel, but he did come out and he uh, he he left a video message for everybody. Let's 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 take a listen to that for a second. Hello, everyone. I hope you're having a good time. Wow, forty years, forty years of storytelling, mixing myth mythology, legend, technology, in this extraordinary cinematic form. I'd be very honored to play Qui-Gon Jinn in The Phantom Menace. Um, I'm actually here on location in the Canadian Rockies. We're making a movie, a very unofficial movie, about Jar Jar Binks and what happened to Jar Jar. Spoiler alert. He did go to the dark side. Have a great time, everyone. May the force be with you. May the force be with you always. Take care. So, yeah, that was Liam Neeson talking about, oh, this, uh, basically how he wishes he was there. And, and uh, yeah, I just thought that was pretty freaking hilarious. Um uh, I'll go ahead and just get to get to the other one real fast. You know, the other the other video message was Samuel Jackson. Samuel Jackson uh, couldn't make it either, so he came out um, on a video message, and here's what he had to say. Hey, everybody. Sorry I couldn't make it, but busy as usual. But I just want to say it's been a real honor and privilege to be a part of the Star Wars community. Thanks, George, for giving me that opportunity and letting me ride it out through at least three episodes. Wish I could be there so I could sign everything you brought for me to sign and just say hey to everybody in person. 
And uh, while you're all sitting there, I know you're all in my corner on this, we know Jedi's can fall from incredible heights and survive. So apparently, I am not dead. Yes, I have two appendages right now, but we know the long and rich history of Star Wars characters reappearing with new appendages and being stronger and better than they ever were. Mace Windu is awaiting his return. Let's make it happen. Kathy, you're sitting right there. I know you know what to do. All you gotta do is say the word. See you soon. On screen, I hope. Now, you know, I'm okay with Mace Windu surviving the fall from Revenge of the Sith because he kind of went out like a bitch. But I really don't want to see his character interacting with Luke and Leia and all them in, in, the, in the new sequel trilogies because no one really knows who he is. I mean, the only, the only people that might still be in existence that knows who he is is Obi-Wan, Anakin, and Yoda, who are Force ghosts. I mean, he really won't serve any purpose or point to the Star Wars saga um, currently as in the state that it's in, in the sequel, tr uh, sequel trilogy, there's, there's just no reason for his character. Now, if they wanted to make a solo film of, you know, what he did after he survived the fall and things like that, then I'm all for it. Let's bring it on. Let's bring on more Mace Windu. Um, but bringing him into the sequel trilogy, I don't, I don't want to see. Now, uh, Backing up just a little bit, one of the things I wanted to kind of point out to you, uh, everybody knows that I've been a big proponent of the uh, of the prequel trilogy. I've I've been a big defender of the trilogy. Uh, I loved I loved the trilogy. I know it has its faults, but there was something that George Lucas said during this panel that I just thought I would want to share with everybody, and it just kind of sums up basically <clears throat> my feelings towards the haters of the prequels. Here's what George Lucas had to say. You know, it's hard for people to realize, and I'm not supposed to say this, and I wasn't supposed to say it then, but, you know, it's a film for 12-year-olds. That's... But it, it, it brings out the kid in all of us, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, well, mean, it's, it's, it was designed to be a film, like mythology, uh, of this is what we stand for, you're about to enter the real world. You're 12 years old. You're going to go on into the big world. You're moving away from your parents being the center focus. You're probably scared. Uh, you don't know what's going to happen. And here's a little idea of some of the things you should pay attention to. You know, friendships, uh, honesty, um, and uh, trust, and doing the right thing. Living on the light side, avoiding the dark side. Um, those are things that it was meant to do. And obviously, the real thrill was when I see some of those little things, but I see the fans. And we, you know, when we were in, in Spain shooting uh, Padme's Palace, you know, there were 10,000, like here. And they were all little tiny kids. They were reaching through this fence. It was a metal fence. It was like, you know, the White House. It was a, it was a, uh, you know, it's a, it's a national landmark that palace. Yeah. And they were all leaking their hands out. Even little tiny ones. That no idea who I was. But all I wanted to do was touch my hand. And I said, you know, this is what I did it for. Right. Everything. None of it makes any difference, except. 
you know, just in the real world, you know, the critics, uh, certain fans and things, you know, they're not very kind. But when you see, but when you see all these little kids and you see the look on their face Absolutely. and what it means to them, it forgives everything. Well, you know, George. So see, I just wanted to kind of play that entire clip in its entirety because it's it's true. He made the Star Wars trilogy saga, whatever you want to call it, for kids. It was a kid's film. And that's the reason why the original trilogy resonates with a lot of us older folks is because when we were kids, that was our trilogy. Now, we got to be respectful and mindful of the younger generation who the prequel trilogy is their trilogy. Uh, he made it for made it for kids and kids love those films and they grow up with them and it becomes their 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 movies so i don't care what anybody else says the prequel trilogy is just as much as part of the star wars as any of the other sagas trilogies or anything else and you know 10 15 years from now the sequel trilogy is going to be this generation's trilogy just love star wars for what it is and just just love it in its entirety. I mean, yeah, it, every movie has its flaws, even the original trilogy. But that doesn't make the movies any less amazing. So enough of my high horse. Moving on. The rest of this panel, uh, basically, they they brought out Mark Hamill. They talked. They brought out Billy D. Williams, Anthony Daniels, uh, just kind of all talking about their little stories. Then they brought out the surprise guest, which was Harrison Ford. No one knew Harrison Ford was actually going to be there. Um one of the clips I wanted to share with you real fast was just George Lucas and Harrison Ford talking about how he got the final part in, uh, as Han Solo. Let's take a listen. I said to George, damn it, I am not doing very good on these, uh, <laughs> on these uh, uh, audio clips. Well, let's back up. This one is talking about uh, how George Lucas, uh, how George Lucas is his, his, his writing. So let's listen to Harrison Ford say what he was going to say. I said to George, you can type this stuff, but you can't say it. Move your mouth while you're talking, while you're typing it. And I couldn't say it. It took me like 15 takes. That was him talking about how, how he just couldn't say some of the stuff that George Lucas would type. Because, you know, there's that, there's that, story that always goes around with like Mark Hamill, how he talks about how George Lucas had this, this thing typed about uh, this phrase that uh, Mark Hamill just did not think it was good to say. And, and Mark Hamill goes around and says it like at all his panels and stuff. And he even said it during this one. And, you know, they, they joked around during this panel and talked about how Harrison Ford couldn't say certain lines. And that's where that came up with. Uh, so I thought that was pretty funny. And that kind of goes to show you that, yeah, while while George Lucas is a great visionary, his scripting needs work, and that's that's why you know that's why Empire and Return of the Jedi worked because he had other people that kind of took a look at his script, changed some things up, and made it work. Um, on the prequel trilogy, you know, sadly he was the one that was in complete and total control, so some of his dialogues was choppy and everything else, and that's probably why there's hatred for the prequel trilogy is because of his choppy dialogue. Um, so, just wanted to kind of share that little that audio clip with you. Uh, the next audio clip I wanted to share with you is what I was talking about earlier, was how Harrison Ford got the part. I just thought this was funny, and I just wanted to share this. Thank you! 
He got the part because in the end, I asked him, I said, uh, you know, this is about spaceships and flying and stuff like that. And I, says, I said, do you know how to fly? <laughs> I said, fly, yeah. <laughs> Land. <laughs> so there's Harrison Ford basically making fun of himself for the, uh, the landing stuff. Um, you know, then there was, so that panel basically ended with, uh, with that group leaving the table and just kind of walking away. Uh, the next day they had the, the star Wars episode eight panel with Mark Hamill and, uh, Daisy Ridley, uh, Kathleen Kennedy, uh, Ryan Johnson, um, John Boyega and a newcomer. Um, they basically all came out on panel on stage and just talked about the film. Uh, the host of this panel, uh, I don't know if y'all are familiar with the digital shorts that uh, came out a couple months ago with Josh Gad basically drilling Daisy Ridley for uh, with questions about Star Wars Episode Eight. Hey, hey, hey you want to tell me something? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm so glad you could come over. Come over. So, uh, had an important question to ask you, and I'm mm-hmm. so sorry. I just, I meant to call you last night, and mm-hmm. it's about today's scene. Yeah. Um, who are the last Jedi? We're not doing this, Josh. No. Josh, you're not answering any of your Star Wars questions. No. No, Daisy, you're not. You're answering her Star Wars questions. You being tested for midichlorians? Who were Ray's parents? Is Finn paralyzed from the waist down? Waist down. I'll tell you that Olaf is in Frozen too. Come on in. Okay. I have no more questions. Okay. I have no more questions. Okay. They do. How many musical numbers are there? Is it more than one Jedi? Is it ominous? Josh? It sounds ominous. Yo quiero saber cuál es el tamaño real del líder supremo, Snook. Are you a Jedi? Answer my damn question, please. Josh? I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to raise my voice. Does Luke finally get to say any lines in episode eight? Please tell me, Daisy. Uh, the host was Josh Gad, and <laughs> when they brought Daisy Ridley out on stage, uh, this little uh, number happened. Oh, oh, hello, Newman. Hello, you. <laughs> uh, Daisy, 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 Daisy. I would love to put the past behind us. Uh, it's not about my questions anymore. It's about their questions now. You don't owe me anything, but you may want to think twice because they seem like a very aggressive crowd. And the millions of people at home watching, I'm sure, would like some of these questions answered as well. So I've got a couple of questions, couple of questions I'd like to ask you, up to you whether or not you want to answer. Are you and Luke related by blood? No to that one. Okay. Are you a Skywalker? Is your name Ray Skywalker? Is your name Ray Kenobi? That's a popular answer, clearly. <laughs> Who doesn't know their own last name? Could you imagine if I went up to you and I said, my entire name is Josh. Good to meet you. Are you like the Madonna of Jakku? Okay, all right, I see we're getting nowhere. I see we're getting nowhere, Daisy. Um, So I'll start off with a simple question. 
not much else was really revealed. They they did show a poster, which I thought was pretty freaking cool. Uh, not <laughs> that was not an intentional sound effect there. Um, so they did show a new poster. Uh, I thought that was really cool. Um, what else here? They the poster. Let me. I, I do kind of want to just briefly talk about the uh, poster here real fast. The poster is freaking. It's kind of a throwback to the original, to the original, um, a new hope poster. Not that it has all the same characters and everything on there, but just kind of has the character of Ray holding the lightsaber to the sky like Excalibur, um, and you see Luke's and Kylo Ren's face kind of, kind of uh, being cut in half there by the lightsaber. Now, interesting thing of sorts is that the lightsaber goes from blue at the hilt and red to the top. Does that mean something's going to happen with the Jedi? I don't know. Do the Jedi become something more? I don't know. Uh, so that yeah, they they that was the poster. They then told the entire audience that hey, everybody that's in the audience today is going to get this free poster. Which darn it, I wish I could have got it. Uh, the the newcomer that came out on stage with them was uh, Kelly Tran. Uh, Kelly Tran, she's she's been on a lot of the College Humor videos and stuff. She's kind of a comedian. Um, and they introduced her new character uh, as Rose. She's going to be a uh, resistance mechanic that's going to have an adventure with, uh, with uh, Finn. So kind of excited to see what happens with her. After that panel was over with, they... Basically, we're acting like they were done, you know, getting the audience all riled up. And uh, they finally just said, all right, here's the new trailer. So even though this isn't a video podcast, I do want to kind of play this audio and just kind of briefly talk about this trailer. So I'm going to go ahead and play the trailer in its entirety. So here is the Star Wars Last Jedi official teaser trailer.
that just looks so freaking amazing. Um, and then we finally hear Luke talk, <laughs> you know, after all the jokes and everything about episode seven, where Luke was third billing or second billing, whatever it was. And he didn't have any lines in the film. Um, this trailer has a lot of, a lot of him speaking. So it's, it's good to see that he actually has lines and they made a joke about that on stage talking about how, how Luke thought, uh, or that Mark Hamill thought Luke should be telepathic and that, um, they should have Mark Hamill do the voiceover. And Ryan Johnson was like, no kids need to learn how to read. So let's do subtitles. Um, but yeah, that, that trailer looks absolutely amazing. Uh, Kylo Ren was featured in the trailer. We had uh, Ray, we had Finn, we had Poe, we had Luke, we had uh, Captain Phasma. Uh, we got to see some walkers. We got to see some new ships. We got to see an A-Wing. So they're bringing back some of the classic ships. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see this, this movie. This movie comes out in December. I cannot freaking wait. Uh, it's going to be awesome. After the trailer was played, you know, then it went to regular, you know, just the regular trip, typical panels that you see at Celebration. They had the season four um, trailer for the uh, Star Wars Rebels at their panel. Uh, that panel was pretty cool because they kind of cleared up, uh, you know, talked about some of the things that happened in, in, in season three. Uh, Freddie Prince Jr. talked about his... Uh, his story arc with uh, Kanan. Um, and, you know, they also talked about the story arc with uh, with uh, uh, Sabine Wren. So, I, you know, I, I like watching it, that, those panels because I really love the show and I, I really love how uh, um, they, they kind of break down and, you know, tell more about the mythology and it's not just a Skywalker family. That's, that's really what I love about the show. Um, so what I'm going to do for you now is I'm going to go ahead and play the season four trailer and let you hear that thing in its entirety. It was a simple story about a boy who was lost and a girl who was broken. They fought alongside a survivor, a war veteran and a fallen knight. I led them into battle against an evil so terrible it tried to black out the stars. We fought for each other. We fought for those who could not. But we never imagined it would end like this. This is a time of difficult choices. Sometimes impossible ones. As long as we're together, we've got a chance. At least we'll go down fighting. All paths are coming together now. It's time to get to work. We are the balance, Ezra. We were meant to be Jedi so we could be here now. When Lothal needs us most. May the Force be with you. 
I don't know what they have planned after this uh, season if they're going to. So come this show is going to be the fourth but and final season. That trailer, of Star they said Wars there's going to be some big surprises this season. So I really am hoping and praying and hoping and praying that the show ends with maybe the Battle of Scarif or maybe even even the the run on the Death Star. I want to see where these characters go and and how they end up, um, how they're going to fit into the the Skywalker saga of the original trilogy. So. With this being the last season and all, I really hope that that they they wrap it up that way with with some sort of reference to maybe the Battle Scarif. They said they made mention of it. I think after Rogue One came out, that they were going to do their version of Battle Scarif to kind of show what the Ghost crew was doing, since the Ghost was featured so heavily in Rogue One. Um, so yeah, I hope that that does happen and that we do see some sort of tie-in with the the, the bigger Rebellion army. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm quite excited about season four. Can't wait to see what happens with that. Uh, a couple other things to note about Celebration. There was the Mark Hamill panel where he 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 actually had two panels, I believe. He had the evening with Mark Hamill or whatever they call it, where you know he does his normal panel, and he also did a tribute, uh, which you know I watched the tribute. I haven't watched his uh, his panel, stand up panel, but I watched his tribute panel. Uh, really nice tribute to Carrie Fisher. He he talked about a lot of behind the scenes stuff about what they did and. Those two were just, they, they acted, I mean, he, he made it out like they were just the best of friends, and I'm sure they were. Uh, there was also the, uh, we t- well, we just talked about this, the Rebels panel. There was the uh, Anthony Daniels panel. There was the Ian McDermott panel. Um, and just your, your typical fair where they, they talked to some of those other celebrities of Star Wars Celebration, um, who was in the Star Wars saga. They had a Ray Parks panel. Uh Yesterday, I believe it was yesterday, they revealed the Star Wars Battlefront 2 trailer. Now, for you gamers out there, when Star Wars Battlefront 1 came out, Battlefront 1 looked beautiful. It was an amazing looking game. It was it was it was a fun game to play, but it was lacking one major component. A single player campaign mode. And fans were pissed that this single player campaign mode was not in this game. So, to answer all those issues, it looks like Battlefront 2 will have a single-player campaign, and it looks like it might focus on the First Order side of things. Um, Here's the trailer. Let's take a listen. I've waited 30 years for this. I still remember my last orders.
the uh, the graphics of that game looks freaking absolutely amazing. Uh, at the very end, they show Kylo Ren throwing uh, Ray into the wall. Uh, yeah, that just it just looks beautiful. Um, I'm hoping that the single player campaign mode is going to be kind of like the story of. And it sounds like it might tell part of it, basically like how the First Order came around after the Empire was defeated. But I, more importantly, I want to see how Snoke got involved. So I'm hoping that this uh, this uh, game basically, you know, kind of deals into that. Because there's, there's, there's new rumors, and I'm not going to go into that in this episode, about how Snoke came about. And I kind of want to see if that kind of dwells into the mythology there. Um, some of the clips that you saw during that trailer is, you know, a clip of Luke Skywalker... Um, trying to pick up his lightsaber and and one of the soldiers has the gun pointed to him so uh you know we're gonna see luke uh there was a scene where this guy was guard you know decked out in this like red robes on the bridge of a looks like a star destroyer uh talking to the main protagonist of the uh, game so i don't know looks fantastic i can't wait to see see this game um let's hope it lives up to Let's hope it lives up to everybody's uh, expectations of what it the first game should have been. Um, what else? I don't think there's anything else. There, there was a lot happening at Star Wars Celebration, and uh, hopefully, you know, we'll we'll post anything if anything major else pops out. Um, but I think that's going to do it for this episode of the Temple of Geek Podcast. Uh, I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to me today. Uh, I know I'm solo and I'm sorry for babbling on, but I really appreciate you uh, just sitting here uh, listening to me talk about Star Wars. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to email me at info at com or toddcast at com. You can use both email addresses. They both get to me. Um, also, why don't you head over to iTunes and Stitcher and rate our show because, you know, we, we really can use those ratings. That helps. Those ratings help us basically get found um so other people can listen to us talk and mumble and bumble around (laughs) um so until next time i'm daniel thank you for taking the time to listen to me and this was our star wars episode and i hope everybody out there has a happy easter take care Please follow us on Twitter at Temple of Geek. Follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Temple of Geek. And remember to visit the TempleofGeek.com. Your one stop for all things geek. Goodbye. This will conclude our transmission.